0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Teammates Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Lensander. Today, we have the pleasure of talking to former Washington Husky and professional overseas basketball player Amber Malgoza. She takes us through her journey of growing up into the sport and growing to love it, becoming a star high school basketball player, her journey through college, which eventually leads to playing professionally overseas. She's also the first woman that I get to have on the teammates podcast and hopefully many more. Obviously I've never been her teammate but I've known her for a long time. She is an amazing person and puts in a ton of work to be where she's at today. So hopefully you guys can all get something from this. Sit back and enjoy the episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Teammates Podcast. We are now on episode 6. Today we have the pleasure of talking to former Washington Husky, women's basketball player, a very good friend of mine for a long time, Amber Melgoza. Amber, how are you doing? Thanks for joining
1: us. yes. Thank you so much, Nick, for having me on here. I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, exciting. Um, So let's learn a little bit about Amber for those that don't know you. Um, Give us a little background, kind of like your, your start into the sports realm. I know you did a little BMX and a, lo- a lot of different things growing up. So
1: t- give us a little background. Yeah, um, born and raised in Santa Barbara, California. Uh, paradise, as some people will call it, most <laughs> of us. Um, yeah, I, I guess my first real sport was BMX. Um, I did that up at Ealing's Park for, I think I started around like three years old, all the way up to about seven years old. I ended with being number one in the nation, um, winning it all in Kentucky, so that was really cool, um, and then I started playing some club soccer at Santa Barbara Soccer Club for a good amount of time, and then I was doing a little bit of basketball at Page Center, and um, I think eventually, as you know, time went on, I started to fall in love with the sport, and I just continued to just, I guess, work on it every, every single day, and then... Club basketball started. Um, I started with the Santa Barbara Blazers. Um, they're no longer a club here in Santa Barbara. And then I moved up to, down to Ventura, 805. They're still going. Um, it's been with George Albanez, um, just a local coach. Um, and so, and then as time went on again, I moved up to to go down to L.A. with Team Tarasi. It's a Nike UIBL team. Uh, so that really got me to be on, like, a bigger platform. So I was able to play against, you know, top recruits in the nation um, out of high school I was performing in front of 20 25 college coaches each game um, traveling around the you know the US and stuff so that was really cool and then I was you know lucky enough to be able to get recruited by U- University of Washington and I played there for four years
0: yeah so I mean that's a that's a that's a good journey so let's um, let's start <laughs> kind of in the middle there so once you start I mean you' were very successful at BMX so, which is a Cool sport. You don't necessarily associate with like a lot of like female BMXers yeah. like typically, but <laughs> but I mean I mean you you were great at it obviously. And so when did when did it switch to like the basketball is like my thing. Like I, I you really started falling in love with basketball, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think for me BMXing was I actually well, originally I started motocross, okay. so. Yeah. I did a little bit of both. Um, Our family friends, I had, like, my friends that were kind of older, and they're really into motocross and riding just bikes in general, and I think at the age when I was, you know, four or five, I was just fearless, and so I was just like, hmm, what can I do to just get all this energy out? I think my parents were just like, she's doing everything, but I think we need a little bit more into her, and so... I don't know. I was just a daredevil, and I would say like I was a little bit of a tomboy. So like I h- liked hanging out with the you know everybody, the guys. I liked getting, I guess, being in the dirt. I wasn't like afraid of anything like that. And so, I think you know I just started just to really get into that. But it's a lot of traveling, and I think that was really hard for me at you know being a seven year old and traveling you know across the states and everything like that. Yeah. So, but and then yeah, the paid center. I just. I started just, I don't know, I just loved the game. And I realized I was getting a lot of buckets. (laughs) I was scoring a lot. and I just realized, like, I could, you know, do something with this. And so I just really focused on that. And I think, you know, one of the biggest things that I did at, like, the young age, I would always challenge myself to play against people that were older than me. And I wasn't, like, afraid to jump into when I was in like fourth grade, to play with seventh graders or eighth graders, because I knew that I was gonna get myself better. Play with guys, um, like on outdoor courts, playing outside in the neighborhood. And then once I realized I could compete with them, I was like, all right, I think I could do something with this.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. And I mean, playing with people older than you, playing with guys, I mean, obviously that's something that continued, mm-hmm. you continue to do along your, along your journey. So you played basketball and then you went to high school at santa barbara, school, yep, santa barbara high school and she was a very successful high school basketball player <laughs> they won state your sophomore year i believe it was so we won
1: so- cif my sophomore year we or, to state. Yeah, you went to state you yeah.
0: won cif your sophomore year that was kind of your big success yeah. year um And your big breakthrough year, I yeah. would say. Yes. You know, she was putting up 30, 40 points like every game. And yeah. I think you had a couple like really high scoring games, like yeah. 50, like yep. 60. 50 was 50, my yeah, highest. 50, yeah. 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 Uh, Average, so, I
1: think, around like 34 points yeah, a game. Yeah, was, yeah <laughs> 35 or something. It was nuts. Back she in the would, day. She, yeah. Yeah, she,
0: so that was kind of like, that That was her breakthrough year in high school. Yeah. And so, I mean, you were still young at the time and kind of developing and molding your way into mm-hmm. the basketball scene. Yeah. So So how, how did that propel you, your best years, that state, the year you went to state and won CIF, propel you to a future in basketball?
1: Yeah. Um, I think it was like, I've said it, but it was just like a passion. And just like, I knew what my goal, I wanted to be and play a division one, you know, high level program. And I would write that every single day to make sure like, that's my goal. I'd write in my bathroom. I would just write a piece of paper just everywhere. So I knew that like, that was my end goal of where I wanted to go. And I would, you know, I think I was a person where I learned at like a younger age, you know, being sophomore at 15 years old to separate myself um, from just everything from like friends. And just I knew that if I, you know, put my foot down and this is what I want to do, like I had to do make, you know, sacrifices. And I think that was a big thing. What I did when I was younger was I wasn't able to, you know, go hang out with my friends in the weekend because I had to go to tournaments. Um, I had to go to bed early because I had to work out at 5 a.m. I couldn't go to lunch with some friends because I was working out during lunch. And I think, you know, at the end, I always believe, like, if you put in the work, it'll always pay off. And from the beginning, um, my, f- well, actually in eighth grade, um, if we go back, mm-hmm. I tore my ACL. And I think right. that was a big, like, eye-opening for me. It was whether, like, oh, I'm not going to be able to play again. Like, I'm just, you know, it's a big injury. Um, or I'm not sure what's going to happen. Like, I'm going to high school, and obviously in high school you want to play well. Right. and You want to make a varsity team. So I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. But, yeah, um, I think that was a really big eye-opening. And then freshman year, I was honestly was not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I think in my... My whole purpose was just to rebound a yeah. whole rebound yeah, yeah, yeah. and just listen and do what the coach says. Yeah. And but yeah, and then I just kind of like you said, I had a little breakthrough sophomore year and I just realized like what I can do. And I was just I like I said, I separated myself from a lot of different things.
0: Yeah. And that was probably, you know, all the training and stuff. And again, you're so young that it, it, it takes a little bit to register. And but eventually you I'm sure you felt the click. Right. I mean, obviously, you yeah. did, And you. You were leading that team to, you know, win CIF yeah. and then state, which was mm-hmm. a, a big thing. And as a sophomore, mm-hmm. you know, so um, I can't remember, but you ended up going to have some type of scoring record. What was your like? You scored a ton of points, uh, right? I don't. It was know. like I, I a couple know. thousand or something. It was, yeah, yeah, it was a
1: couple thousand. I think I ended up with like the top three in what? the CIF, like of scoring. Yeah, one, yeah. So, yeah,
0: um, she had a bunch of scoring records and things like that. So. From from high school, obviously, I guess you could point to sophomore year because that's when you had the most yeah. success. But was there a a specific turning point that you see from when things clicked and you're like, damn, like th- I could actually do this like this, this at the next level?
1: Yeah, I think um, I don't know exactly, but I think there's a part where. You know, you go out there your freshman year, you're like, I was timid. I would be, I was yeah. afraid of everything. You know, yeah. senior, she's yeah, like, exactly. oh, my God. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's your first, you know, high school. It's different. Um, so I kind of, like, first year went through, and then, you know, I think what really just clicked, I just started believing in myself. I had the confidence. Um, I just knew that, like, the work that I put in, it was going to pay off. Um, and I had the mentality, and, you know, I still do, of, like, no one could stop me. And I think I just put that in my head, and I just put my head down and worked, and I just kind of like proved to people like what I can do. And I think a lot of people, you know, can look at everybody different, like oh, good high schooler, like you know, they're just you know, yep. not washed, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you go yeah. and you're like oh, they're yeah. they're good in high school now, but are they gonna do anything yeah. you know in a couple of years? Yeah. And so I don't know. I always had the chip on my shoulder, and I think that was something. Um, and I still have the chip on my shoulder, yeah. but yeah, I thought that was like a kind of just. During the season, it was I was, you know, just putting up against, like, you know, our just regular league. But once we started playing against players that were top five in CIF, um, and top five players, you know, just national players, I realized, like, I can compete with them. And that's when I was like, all right, like game on. (laughs) Let's do this. Let's like work hard this summer and let's see what happens.
0: Yeah. And you're obviously putting in the work and giving yourself confidence and being confident in yourself regardless. Um, Because, you know, we've talked about on episodes before, but there's a lot you can't control with, (laughs) you know, coaching and different variables about players around you and things like that. But, um, you know, you just got to put in the work. It's not always glamorous. It's it's, you know, it's a lot of a lot of sacrifice, a
1: lot of sacrifice for um, sure.
0: I mean, obviously, it paid off in terms of playing college. So, so you got – tell us about the recruiting process a little bit. What was your – I know that you were looking at a couple of different schools. Mm-hmm. You ended up at Washington, mm-hmm. which is a Pac-12 school, which is an awesome school. Yeah. But uh, walk us through just the, your, your recruiting experience a little bit and why you chose Washington.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, well, for, like I said, playing with Team Taurasi, um, Nike EYBL team, um, I got a lot of exposure um, and also had a lot of players that were getting recruited by Duke, UConn, you know, those top schools at um, still at the time. But Shout out UConn. Yeah, shout out to UConn. <laughs> um, so I was having, you know, those coaches come to my games, and then there's obviously they wanted to recruit those players too, so there's more Pac-12, you know, top 10 schools coming in. And um, honestly, I had a lot of mid-major schools. Um, I didn't really have a lot of high, you know, top 10 schools until, until like, the end, Um, and so I just knew that, like, I wanted to have, I wanted to go to Pac-12 school, and that was definitely my goal, and so I just kept working and working, but, you know, you go to all these tournaments, and like I said, there's 30 coaches that are lined up there, and they're just, like, staring at you from the way you walk in the gym, the way you sit on the bench, your body language, the way you talk to the ref, like every little thing, the way, I swear, the way that you drink your water, the way you put your water down, there's so many different things that those college coaches look at. And I knew right away that it was very important and just outside the court. Um, and then, yeah, I just like went on in tournaments after tournaments. And finally, I just started to get more, you know, top 10 college coaches started calling my coach and you know, my high school coaches and just people around to ask about me and then everything just started clicking for me. And I was between Oregon State, uh, Vanderbilt, and Washington. And those are my top three. Um, I went on a recruit visit to Vanderbilt. Um, Beautiful school, beautiful campus, everything. Yeah, awesome program. And then I had a home visit with Washington. And so I just knew instantly, like, that was my school. Yeah. Like, they came and they just, you know, I guess you say they sold me. It
0: felt like home. Yeah, it felt, yeah, it like, felt home. like home.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I knew the coaches. Um, you know, as you, you get recruited to, you talk to coaches all the time. You talk to the assistants. You talk to the head coach, obviously. There's so many people we talk to um, throughout the whole process. But, yeah, I just fell in love with them. And, actually, during that time, one of my uh, teammates on my club team was – Committed there too, so I knew I wanted to play with her. Arianne McDonald, oh, yeah. yep. yep, she played for uh, she played for UW first year, and then went to U, um, University of Arizona. Right. And so, yeah, I knew that I wanted to play with her. And then there was, you know, another um, girl from San Diego, Hansen. Henson. Um, I knew like friends, you know, people, mutual friends, and I've heard a lot of good things from her at the time and stuff. Um, and now she's one of my best friends. Both of they are both of them are. But, yeah, so it's just, like, a recruiting process, and I just fell in love with the whole program, the school, just the environment, and, yeah, I yeah. just felt like family.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. And so so those were the, the big three. It was Vanderbilt, Oregon State, and Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, so you ended up choosing Washington, and obviously it, w- it was a good choice. You had friends going there and different mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Tell us a little bit about your transition to you know playing big-time D1 college basketball. Obviously, you came in, for those that don't know, she came in behind Kelsey Plum, who's one of the all-time leading scorers, if not the all-time leading scorer yeah. in women's Division one history. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously is uh, in the WNBA mm-hmm. and was the number one pick and the whole deal. So what was it coming, coming in as a freshman and you're behind one of the greatest women's players in NCAA history?
1: Yeah, um, I mean... First of all, like she's unbelievable player, um, outstanding, just person in general. Um, but behind her was it was amazing just to watch. Just every like you're with them all, all, like I feel like twenty four seven basically uh, with basically. your teammates all the yeah. time. <laughs> um, but just to watch like the way she just is on the court and the way she trains and the way she does treatment the way she eats is just learning those little habits that when I was in high school, like I didn't really, I don't know. You don't really pay attention to hey, things. All you, you, you don't
0: piece it together. Yeah. You don't yeah. piece it together. All, yeah. all
1: the things yeah. you know is you just let's just go, you know, tie your shoes up and let's go get some buckets. Yeah. Let's go play. <laughs> like eat a sandwich five minutes before I go in the court. Like, yeah, not optimal. Yes. yes. But, you know, I've learned so much and she took me under her wing and, um, I appreciate it so much from her, um, not you know, think. Think her enough, but yeah, it was just, I mean, I was behind, there was a like five All-Americans yeah, you had, you guys um, and had the year before players. they went to the final four, um, Right. they almost, yeah, they almost won That's it right. all. That's right. So it was, I was coming into a program that had, you know, strong history and I was excited to, you know, be able to play for this program yeah. and do everything. So that was like something to look forward to as well. And yeah.
0: Was it a little intimidating at first when you get there and you're going <laughs> and you throw yourself into practices and all this? Yeah, stuff? Yeah,
1: it's a different speed. Um, we got to actually before, during, so I graduated and then like a month and a month later, I had to go up there for about two months and we did you know summer you workouts. You went for summer, yeah. Yep. We did summer classes, so I got to be a little head of the yeah. school life. Yep. But you basketball jumping into that is it's a different. It's different. Yeah. It's fast. It's uh, these girls are strong. Yeah, they will talk to you like yeah. you're the freshman, but
0: you, gotta your, you, yeah, you got to earn your your place. Earn your
1: place exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, I loved every second of it. Yeah. it. You know, it made me the person I am today, honestly. And yeah, it was for sure timid in the beginning, but as time went on, um, you know, you just learn. You learn everybody, and yeah. you you love every single one of them and your teammates, but. Yeah, my freshman year was awesome. Um, uh, I didn't play as much.
0: You played a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I played though. a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I didn't
1: play as much, you know, compared to my last three years. But I had, I mean, we went to Sweet 16. Yeah. Um, we've won a couple of tournaments, and you know, through, like, Thanksgiving and stuff like that. Uh, we got to go to Australia for an international trip. So that was really awesome. Um, and we just did a lot of different things around. It was just cool to have, like, we had such a good family bond. And yeah. I think that was really cool. And to be able to play... Um, under coach Mike Neighbors, which he's at Arkansas now. Um, just a great staff. Yeah. And so I was, you know, coming in, I was really excited. And yeah, it was a great freshman year.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you took a lot of, from that freshman year learning behind Kelsey. And then, you know, she leaves and you get your your chance, essentially, yeah. at, at playing mm-hmm. and being a part of uh, a big part of the team. So do you feel that there was some turning point or something for you in college that something was different or... I mean, obviously, you had more of an opportunity in front mm-hmm. of you because, mm-hmm. you know, she wasn't in front of you. Um, but where things started to click and then you, you know, eventually... I can't remember. Was it your sophomore or junior year that you had your best year?
1: Uh, year, you were all Pac-12. Nah, I mean, you I, had a really good year. 12 all year. Um, You're all, sophomore, junior, and senior. Yeah. Year. But I think, for me, my sophomore year was... No one knew that I was, like, a dominant scorer. Right, right. And I think I... Honestly, I think a lot of people played off of me, and so when I had the chance, I just, you know, pinned it down. And like, <laughs> I, like I said, got buckets on them.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, she was a dominant scorer in high school, but I guess everyone, or the pundits, whatever, the media... Everybody's did, all-stars. Didn't think, yeah, exactly. Everybody's all-stars. They didn't think that she would necessarily translate, that would translate to, mm-hmm. to being able to do that in the college game, because it is a little bit different, but, I mean, she... You you hit your stride, right? Yeah. I mean, you you started putting up really good numbers yeah. in college. So, what was what was that like? Um, you you were all Pac twelve your last three years essentially. Yeah. So,
1: um, I think I knew that we well. Also, we got a new coaching staff too, and you got a new coach. Yeah, team. so that was yep. like a big transition too. Yep. Um, just with all of that, but I just had I knew that there everybody was gone all all Americans, you know, the seniors, everybody left, and yep. I knew that someone needed to step up, and I think this was my time. Um, I just knew that if there was, like, it doesn't matter if I was a sophomore, I knew I needed to be a leader, and that's the type of person I am. And I knew that I could take it over and just show, I guess, the world or, you know, the league of what I can do. And um, my coach had a lot of trust on me, and, you know, she just, I was able to do what I can do, and yeah. I was finally able to show what I can do on the court. Yep. And I think, you know, games are on in the beginning, it's always like, all right, the beginning of the season, let's see what people can do. Yeah. Um, and then I started putting up numbers like just 20, 25, 20, like I just kept averaging that, you know, in Pac twelve, that's a lot. Like, yeah, that's
0: yeah. In college, in yeah. college basketball, that's a lot of points. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what was your what was your highest scoring college game? Do you remember? Uh,
1: yeah, I did against number six in the nation against Stanford, forty points. That was
0: forty. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's what forty I points. Yeah, forty against number six. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Stanford has a great great women's basketball
1: program. Oh yeah, Amazing. they're unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. Consistently,
0: consistently right there, close to UConn, not quite there, but I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. What was your favorite college moment then? Do you have have a moment? I know you had a lot of big games down the stretch your senior year where, you know, you were kind of getting ready to wrap things up and you you had a bunch of big wins. Um, I know you never really had quite the success you wanted to in terms of wins, losses, and in the NCAA tournament, that type of thing. Um, But any any thoughts as to...
1: Yeah, I think my favorite moment, um, we're going to say weekend, was my senior weekend. Senior weekend, yeah. Uh, We played against USC and UCLA, UCLA was ranked number eight in the nation. Senior weekend, I have about 40-plus people that are family and friends. Yep, I'll, put yep. the po- I'll
0: put the photo up. Yeah, yeah, we, had there we, go. Yes, there. we have a ton <laughs> of people there. Yes, we have a ton of people there.
1: Everybody flew out from everywhere yep. um, to be there for that weekend. And just, it was an amazing. I think that just gives me, right now, I have chills. Yeah, it gives yeah. me chills just to like yeah. have that many people support me and just to see the love. i um, Having to be able to win against USC and then beat UCLA on my senior night was just, it, it was unreal. You won both games. Yeah, yeah I won I both games. Yeah. And I shot the ball well. Yeah. I got <laughs> we one. Like, it, it was it was an unreal feeling. Like, oh, I, I, I wish I could go back to that moment yeah. and just yeah. replay it over and over and over.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, it, it kind of recaps everything that you've done and, and yeah. you know, put into basketball since you're a kid, you know, yeah. and, and all through high school and and to do it in those final games against big competition and the whole deal, and you know, I'll throw up during that some video of you know we had like a big, big stands in the crowd yeah. of the entire group and everything, and it was crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that that touched you a little bit, you know, the whole, and it was a little emotional weekend for you.
1: Yeah, it was, it was definitely emotional. I mean, it was my last game being at you know the UW. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, winning against you know both of those games, and yeah. then having all my family and friends there, yeah. and to be able to play in front of them. There are some people that I wasn't able to play in front of, you know, during the season. I was being the four years I haven't. They had never seen me play live, and so just to have and just look up running out of the tunnel, or when I scored, like pointing at them. It's yeah. just like. It's such like a hype feeling. Yeah. I don't know. There's I don't even know how to put it in words. Honestly, <laughs> well, I mean, you like
0: you like think about that. Like yeah. you think you'd like dream and think about like being able to do that, yeah. right? And, and then you then you do it. Yeah, exactly. So it's cool, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, yeah, it's it's. I mean, yeah, it's hard to replicate. You know, things like that, like mm-hmm. moments like that, um, in general. So you finished your college career and you had a successful one in mm-hmm. terms of you know personal uh scoring and, and things like that mm-hmm. um i mean you you always knew you wanted to keep going yeah. right um and you wanted to give it a shot so mm-hmm. take us through the next the next process of playing at the next level so d- yeah. was there is there a pro day in women's basketball so
1: a- well we had the pandemic happen <laughs> well right okay so, so the pandemic yeah. happened so right after a Pac12 tournament we obviously finished uh, Pac12 Pac 12, the league, and then we had Pac 12 tournament in Las Vegas. Right. And towards, I guess, the championship game, they had, they canceled it. That's
0: right. That's right. So, yeah. So the tournament was canceled the year that you the, were yeah. Play. yeah. 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 So, so, March Madness didn't happen.
1: March Madness yeah. was nothing for yeah. us. <laughs> And they were going through the process of whether they're going to give us a year back. What are they going to do for the spring sports? Right. There were so many things going on where obviously no one knew anything yeah. was going to happen. Yeah, so yeah. everybody was just panicking. Obviously, I was upset because I we don't know what's going to happen in postseason. Right. And so as time went on, we're just like waiting and waiting. And then it just, they eventually say it's canceled. Everything's right. canceled. And only spring sports get to have their COVID year back. Um, I wish I could have that. I yeah. think I'd still be playing. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah no. I think I'd still be playing.
0: <laughs> they have a couple like six, seven year players. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, um okay, so you you right. You had the complication with COVID. Yeah. And so it wasn't a normal off season um in terms of when when, when is the draft again? So the, the
1: draft was in April. End of April that of year, April, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So I was um yeah, I was hoping that I was going to get drafted. So you were and training. The, yeah, training, and so, yeah. yep, staying in shape, everything, um, every single day like that. I was getting ready, talking to agents, everything for the WNBA. Um, I was hoping that I was going to, you know, hear my name called. Unfortunately, I wasn't, but I was in a lot of contact with a lot of WNBA teams. And so, but the unfortunate part of this, they didn't have training camp. And so that was kind of right. a way to get my foot in the door that year. Um, and so they only drafted 32 people, and I honestly think only like seven people made it. Yeah, it's, it's well, a it's a difficult league, it, it is
0: different. Yeah, and um, I know it's slightly different from the NBA draft, there's a little bit less numbers wise. Yeah, yeah, um, but I mean, like for the players that did get drafted, like she, like she's she was underrated, gone like. Going into college from high school, even though she, you know, showed she, she could play at a high level. And then in college, she showed she, mm-hmm. she, she could play at a high level. And then you were kind of underrated going to the draft process, mm-hmm. too, I think. Um, so you never really got a, a, sh- a shot even in training camp at, at the WMEA team.
1: No, no, unfortunately not. But, you know, I believe my time will come yeah. and things will fall together. Yeah. But so, yeah. And then the uh, draft went on. Um, I... Had I send you know agents, mm-hmm, um, right. and so that now they do the work of overseas. Yeah. And at the time, I had absolutely no clue where I was going. Yeah. They were just you know throughout some country Spain, Italy, <laughs> France, Australia. Like there's so <laughs> many different places that to see what team would like me, and so you know they gathered the film, they talked to different coaches. You know it kind of breaks down of where. Whether the coach likes your game, if they have enough money, there's so many different things that come in line with it. And also, when you go to Europe, you can only have two Americans. Oh, so either I didn't they know take that. usually a guard and a post. Huh. So yeah, if you go to some te- some countries, you can only have one American.
0: Is it so? It's is it? Be, it who makes the rule?
1: The FIBA, I guess. Oh, so yeah. they
0: make the rules so teams don't load up essentially.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Okay, okay. interesting. Um, I think it's, and I think it comes with like a little money wise yeah, too. Yeah, and, stuff and, like that. and money that seems to be Yeah, exactly. No one, everybody would load up. I mean, yeah. so they yeah. can go win the whole thing. Which yeah, is, so the
0: people with the most money could just pay for the most talent. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I get it. Okay, so that's what the rule, so, the rule is. So, yep. And okay. And
1: then, yeah, as towards, I think, around end of July, I got an offer in Italy. Um, between, I had like other offers, but mm-hmm. it was nothing when I really wanted. So yeah. I kind of just said, a no in a nice, respectful way. Um and yeah, I signed to play in Italy. Um and I went to Battipaglia, yep, yeah. in Italy. And this was during COVID. So it was it was different. <laughs> tough. Yeah. yeah definitely
0: tough. definitely not the best year to transition into that. Yeah. <laughs> um so obviously in women's basketball, it is a lot more normal for professionals to go play overseas yes. half the year yep. and then come back because money-wise and, and various different
1: reasons. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So usually the league will start for WBA around May, beginning of May, and we'll go all the way until I think like championship can be end of August. Yeah, And then if you want to go overseas, which is majority of girls go. Basically
0: at the end of summer. Yep, then, end of summer, and then, then, then they go
1: all the way till yeah. end of April, right when WNBA season starts, it can even overlap.
0: And and even. Yeah. And so they allow some overlap. And then I mean, even the the big the bigger stars go overseas. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. um, Kelsey was the number one overall pick. And I think yep. she went to play overseas. Yeah, a bit, she right? went
1: to um, Turkey. Turkey. Or yeah. Something? yeah.
0: Something like that. Um, OK, so that kind of sets the stage a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you're going to play basketball overseas. Um, what what was it like? What was the reality of playing basketball overseas? Obviously, it's a different world over there. Yeah. Um, different country. Um you don't know anybody really mm. besides your team, which you just met. Yeah. Um
1: you pretty much get on a flight, um, you travel for over twenty-five hours, most ugh. likely, and you get off the plane and someone's picking you up and yeah. you have absolutely no clue it is. Yeah. You may talk to them through like the phone once in a while, but they're like WhatsApp texting, but you have no clue this person is. So for example, I flew from, you know, LAX all the way to Italy. Um, obviously there's a bunch of stops there. But yeah, I walked out the door and it was the manager there and he picked me up and it was I just went right to I guess during the time it was like I think it was nighttime. So yeah. I had speaking, I'm in a different country. Yeah, I have yeah. no clue. No, no you just I'm getting in the car and I'm just looking around. It's like dark, <laughs> where am I? I know. And I drive like an hour to our like city and I get I go to an apartment and I'm just sitting there and they're like, Well, we have to test you, so you're probably going to have to quarantine for, like, another two days or something. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. All I want is just, like, some food and just be able to sleep. The time change, there's so many different things. And I'm also already hitting, like, homesick and being, yeah. like, experiencing, like, being away from my family. I think, obviously, at the time, it was, like, very hard for me. And now I'm like, oh, I love I love going overseas, but it was something so new for me. And And
0: I don't think that I mean COVID definitely didn't help that for sure. I mean they had the the quarantine periods (laughs) and then all the different stuff happening. Yeah,
1: COVID was obviously it was very strong over there um, during those times, and I mean sometimes it, it would you feel like okay it's a little breather and then we would have to like quarantine. And I had got COVID over there twice and i think my lungs was like 23 days in an apartment by myself
0: <laughs> yeah that yeah. is crazy.
1: i was running up and down the balcony trying to like work, work out. out yeah
0: did, did, did they bring you food and stuff yeah they
1: brought me food yeah, and okay. stuff but yeah. it was 23 that, days yeah
0: that's crazy yeah I, that's think, <laughs> I think
1: like day four i was just going insane i
0: would i, would I was like too.
1: sick only for a couple days so like the first couple days i was actually like okay i could sleep but then after that I was just they like,
0: made you do the extended period yeah. oh yeah geez okay so Okay, so obviously that's not a normal normal-ish reality. It shouldn't be a normal reality, no, no, but, no. but I mean, how did you get into like your playing zone over there with all this stuff going on? I mean, you, you yeah. went to practice, I mean, but it's a different scene. Everyone's from different places, mm-hmm. and it's not like your normal like college team yeah. where everyone's on the same page. People speak different languages. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how, how do you get yourself going for the way you play like with all that different stuff going on?
1: Yeah, it was. It's different. I think Italy also has a different um, the way the place st- the playing style. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different than college basketball or playing in the U.S. Yeah. Um, they call it differently. The referees, right, so that was just so, it, yeah. like a little thing, like footwork. Like yeah. if you know you rip and go, like they'll call it a travel. Yeah, over them. there, but in the U.S. they wouldn't. Interesting. So it's like you kind of have to learn that. Yeah. But then just the culture and just the language, you know, language barrier is very it's different. But a lot of girls over there actually can speak English, yeah, right. um, which is really cool. Right. And to you know, just to be around that, everybody's very also very just a family. Yeah. Um, they'll take you to your home. They'll cook a lot of food: pasta, pizza, <laughs> pizza, everything. They'll take you out. Um, so that was really like welcoming for me. Yeah. And then I just you know you meet your teammates as well. And I had um, one of my teammates played for UCLA. Um, Paulina Ursler. Right. So I became best friends with her. Um, She was, I think that was her third year overseas. So Mm -hmm. she kind of knew, you know, the run of everything. So she, like I said, took me under her wing, which was really nice. Kind of like showed me the ropes of everything. And then we had another um, American, Danielle McRae. She was older. So she's been playing, I think it was like 10 years overseas. So she knew everything too. So, you know, eventually you start making your, your connections and your friends and you start getting a routine. And I think always like in the beginning, it's the hardest because you are in a way like thrown into something right. and you, right. you don't know what to expect. And you try to learn, you know, the, the how the coaches teach you yeah. and just the style of play. And there's yeah. so many different things and just kind of trying to make it a home like your yeah. second home. And I think um, it took a while. Yeah. Obviously, like I said, COVID year was really difficult. Yeah. Um, it was I think it was more of a it was a mental challenge for yeah. me. Um, yeah. A lot of time being by yourself. And I think you think a lot and you want to do a lot of things. And, I mean, I think we'll talk about um, what I came up with. But, yeah, it's a lot of time and you just start – you really focus on yourself. And I think that was really important where I knew, like, I started just learning more and just kind of growing. I felt like as time was going on, I was growing and growing as a person.
0: Yeah, and you learn – I mean, you learn a lot about yourself, obviously. And you really learn to – um not worry about things you can't control exactly, right i mean yeah. it's just so far out of your hands yeah. especially in a different country all of these different things going on and yeah. <laughs> i mean you you can think about it you can stay up all night for weeks and months on end and i mean it's not going to do anything so not worrying about what you can't control is just all you, all you can yeah. really do. Um, it, you know, with game schedules, games getting canceled, you know, whatever. You, you get quarantined. It was game stands, schedules left and right. Yeah.
1: Quarantine. They would say, like, for obviously being going home for Christmas right. was a huge that was thing. A, yeah. and, uh, I'm always, you know, in college we got to be home for Christmas for a couple days. Right. Um, and so that was my first year being not home for Christmas. And right. that was obviously hard during the holidays. Yeah. But there was times where like, okay, you're going to be able to go home and then like 10 hours later, no, you can't. Yeah. And so it was a lot of like back and forth. Um, I mean, the whole world was, was panicked. Yeah. So no yeah, one yeah. knew what, was, what Not, was going to happen. Yeah. And so there's all these different flights happening. They're right. saying there's a COVID free, you know, during the time, quarantine flight, yeah. and all these different things.
0: Yeah. There, well, know. I mean, it, and I mean, even even here, you know, there was a lot of up and down going on, but in another country, you know, it's completely different. Yeah. Um, so were you able to, We'll get into your this last year uh, mm-hmm. next, but were you able to that first year get into a rhythm playing at all? I mean, it.
1: yeah, it was it was difficult. Yeah. Um, I actually got I rolled my ankle pretty bad. I got hurt. Right, right. So that was in October. So okay. I was out for a month and a half. Right. And um, that was kind of a, that was a lot for me. Yeah. Um, and then I was able to start playing again. But it's just hard to get back in the rhythm you're playing one game and then you're sitting out for two weeks because you have to COVID yeah, quarantine. Yeah, games uh, are getting canceled, so you really yeah. don't know. Um, it was it was a really rough year. So <laughs> there's a lot of ups and downs. There's a lot of good things. Um, I lot, saw a lot of cool things. Yeah,
0: you saw cool things. Yeah. A lot of learning moments, a and you learned a lot moments. about yourself. Yeah. The whole deal. Um, so last season, and you just got back from last season in Spain. Yeah, but um, moved, you got moved. you just got back. When did you get back? Uh, uh,
1: end of April. April.
0: Yeah. Okay. End of April. So pretty recent. So, mm-hmm. how was your second year compared to your first year? Um, I think you were able to get into more of a rhythm and playing yeah. games and things like that. It wasn't as up in the air. Um, what was your What was the differences from your second year?
1: To yeah. Your first? Um, well, I. Played in Spain, Spain so yep. again, it's totally different. The leagues from Italy to Spain are totally different. Yep. Um, Spain had a lot of the American style, playing style, which again, I loved it, which was good, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is yeah. really good yeah. for yeah. me. Yeah, and um, I wasn't just, I I think I had just a really like the group of girls I was with. And I think, obviously, like I said, you, you really spend 24-7 with them. You yeah, go to practice, yeah. you eat lunch with them, you hang out with them after, yeah, it's you like do family. treatment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like family. So I think that was a really huge thing for me because when I was around good people, that lifted my spirits and yeah. you know made me you know, enjoy everything. And I just, after my Italy having it being hard for me, um, I kind of just... Gathered my, you know, my thoughts and just everything, and regrouped that summer, and I went in there knowing that like I want to be able to perform well, and I want to be able to show Europe uh, basketball and just the world of what I can do. Kind of goes back to college of you know my sophomore year stepping in there and be able to show what I, you know, I'm capable of doing, and I think I went back in there and just enjoyed it. Um, I had fun. I think that's the most important thing. is a lot of people say, "Oh, have fun, have fun!" But it really is. It's have fun and enjoy it, like laugh,
0: well, and that's, smile, and that's how you. That's how you. That's when you play your best, right? Yeah, because exactly. when you're having fun doing it, and it's not, it's not like you know, you things are mechanical, yeah. And you know, um, so you got back to having fun and being yourself, kind of yeah. this past year playing, yeah, just yeah.
1: enjoying the moments and just obviously there's gonna be hard days. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of hard For days sure. out there, trust me. But I just I. Was in a growing, and I'm still growing, of just learning and re- controlling what I can control, honestly. Right. right, And I think one of the main things that I did this year was reading and listening to podcasts. Yeah. Um, I love listening to Jay Shetty podcasts um, and just different other people, like reading different books. Just being able to just like listen to what people are saying. And I think I started doing meditating. Mm -hmm. Um, Meditating is like a huge factor in my life now. Um, And at the time, you know, a couple years ago, I didn't really understand it. I was like, Oh, people meditate. But now it's just like something huge for me. And it just kind of brought me in like a calm peace matter. And I got to really focus on myself and do what i wanted to do and i knew that if i believe in myself then i can you know accomplish anything
0: yeah and the messages that you hear and you put around yourself yeah. whether it's your friends family and podcasts different things yeah. if you keep hearing it over and over again you know you're gonna you're gonna act and and think a similar way yeah. and you know if you're doing that in a positive positive mindset i mean jay shetty's and i'm sure to everybody on the internet's really yeah. jay shetty um he has some amazing stuff there's tons of tons of great stuff yeah. there. so if you surround yourself with that along with your good circle of family and friend group Mm -hmm. um talking to you then yeah i mean i that's definitely a positive influence um so that i mean that's great that that was a step up Mm -hmm. at least right um yeah i mean i i think it's interesting because i think women's basketball i mean there's a couple different sports that are that you transition to internationally i guess after college Mm -hmm. um I mean, men's basketball too. If you don't make, you know, the NBA, that's also an option, right? Yeah, um, or they have the G league overseas, or G league mm-hmm. is kind of a, a little bit because there's no, there's no G league basically for WNBA, right?
1: Not, no, not right now. But they did actually just start um in Las Vegas, um, of Sports, I believe. Am I saying that right? Um, they have another league. Okay. And there's only four to four players, and oh, so I it's see. like a five week. Um, league, pretty much. So, and okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But so yeah, so they're, starting, they're starting. They're starting to, starting, starting yeah, to they're add, start add, add more stuff. Yeah. I heard they're gonna expand the league. WNBA. Oh, okay. Just cool. They're making two more teams. I believe oh, okay. so. So. Is
0: the um, so so where where are you at with stuff? I I know you got back a month or two ago. Is that the new thing in Vegas? Are you like? Have you been like uh, trying to do that? Well, what are, what
1: are, actually, uh, I. S- I haven't even told anybody. I really haven't really told anybody, but now have, it's not a, it's y- not officially y- on the internet, social media if, if, yet. You don't but, have to say it. If oh you, no, it's fine. Okay, they, okay. Yeah, I already signed everything. Okay, um, right. I'll be playing in France.
0: Oh, France! Okay, yeah. wow. So, so, yeah, drop surprise the mic. announcement. Let's go. <laughs> there we go.
1: Yeah, so I'll be playing in France next year. Um, haven't posted on my social media, so not really many people know, but out in the world where we're in france uh chardonnay chardonnay yeah that's like chardonnay. the wine yeah like chardonnay, <laughs> like the wine. Yeah. so awesome. yeah um i will be playing there and i will be leaving end of august okay. um it's france different country yeah. haven't played there yeah i'll actually be playing against my old teammate teammate maylani henson
0: oh she's gonna so, she, yeah. oh yeah that's right she's yeah. playing in france before yeah. right so, so i'll be she, playing against her okay. which
1: is really cool and yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. It's a I honestly I visit France the last two years actually right. visiting Milan. Yeah. and yeah, it's, I'm super excited. I'll be like an hour thirty minute train fast train ride to Paris, so yeah. can't complain on I that. Mean, that's, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I I, I think if, you know I'm having there's gonna be a lot of good things and good opportunities out there, and I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, no, oh, that's uh, that's exciting. Yeah, drop the mic. Yeah. Right <laughs> glad we we're able to announce that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um okay so france yeah i love france i mean i've been to i've been to all three countries they're very unique Um uh, yeah. i've never been to chardonnay but um paris i mean it's close the the countryside in france is beautiful yeah um and you know hopefully it's like another another kind of fresh opportunity i know yep. you you kind of get to reset a little bit each year because it's you really don't know everything's up in the air yeah right? um so i mean that's that's great. I'm sure you're excited about that, Get yeah. going over there. And I'm,
1: yeah, I'm really excited. I think, it's like I said, it's another opportunity for me to show what I can do. Yeah. And my end goal is to make it to the WNBA. Um, I have, you know, the chip on my shoulder. And I'm kind of the underdog. I like being the underdog. Yeah. It's good. Uh, I like it too. Yeah, so... I'm just working just yeah. every single day. I, you know, just trying to get myself better. And I think, you know, physically and mentally, I think mentally is, you know, like I said, a huge thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I would say the overseas thing definitely grow grows your mental game a lot. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it really puts you against yourself. And um, so it really, really puts that at the forefront. And then, I mean, it's just like training by yourself. you know, like, yeah, I
1: mean, there's Times where you know in college, if you have a bad game, you can go shoot with the coach. You can have that like a mentor talk to you face to face. But overseas is you have your phone and you can talk to them on the phone. But at the same time, it's like you always want that like one on one. It's like you have to figure it out like what you did wrong, and you have to learn by yourself with watching film. Because I'm in college, you watch film with your coaches. You you know you do different things. You have your trainers. They'll work with you on a one. Obviously, our coaches can work out with us over there, but it's totally different. It's a different atmosphere in a, in a good way, but it's a lot of yourself and you got to learn how to get yourself better in so many different ways.
0: Yeah. And the, I mean, the, the, there's a, a human connection to things. I mean, so yeah. when, when you want to, you know, lean on somebody when it's, you know, a bad time, but having to do that yourself accelerates, you know, you you understanding how to do things yeah. in the, in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's the real world and understanding that. So, yeah. um, I mean, it's going to happen. Like you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get there to yeah. the WNBA. I know, I know it's like, it's an arbitrary goal. I know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, that's just like, I guess the highest level that you can go. Yeah. I guess that's, that's why, I mean, that's always a goal, right? Yeah. Cause it's the highest level. But, and then once you get there, then it's like, Okay, you know what now, right? Yeah. I mean, so I mean, you're on your way.
1: Yeah, I'm just working. You know, I believe that everything happens for a reason. Yeah. You know, my time will come. Yeah. And um, and,
0: and it's yeah. about and it's about the process. And yeah. and you really, it it really doesn't even matter at the end of the day if you make it to the WNBA or not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah because exactly. you love once you love the process. And I talked about this with my my former tight end teammate Tommy in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be process driven, like otherwise. You will not put in the work necessary to get to where you want to go. Exactly. Yeah. So it is. Yeah, I mean it's huge. Yeah. It's huge, and I know, and I know that's why. I mean, you love the game, so like you do it for yourself, mm-hmm. right? And you know, when it happens, it's going to be amazing, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can only control what you can control. Exactly. So I mean, um, yeah. And time, timing wise, everything will everything mm-hmm. will everything will piece together. Yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. Well, exciting. So. We're gonna move on to the next uh, big questions. I like to call it um, toughest part of your journey through basketball. So this is from you know pre high school, high school, going through to college, and now to the pros. What's kind of your been the toughest part for you to uh, push through throughout the process? Hmm.
1: Um, I think the toughest part was the transition from college basketball to overseas. Yeah, yeah. Just ex- being a different country, being away from your family, not having somebody that you know in the stands, yeah, um, familiar, familiar face, watch your games. Um, outside of practice, like you have – you don't know anybody, and yeah. you know as time goes on, you obviously meet people and you become right. close – and having a nine hour time change, um, going through, I guess, just life yeah. things of the pandemic. I think that was just a huge eye opening and just that was the hardest thing for yeah. me. And, but I, at the end of the day, like I look back at it and it's like, it's, I've grown so much from it. Right. And without some difficult experiences that I went through, like I don't honestly so people say I would never experience things that I went through just like with what was happening yeah. and just with like the world and yeah. you know not being able to play basketball and being um and covid and uh, you know the quarantine yeah. and like all the different things that I went through but um like I said it's a lot of learning experience and I think that just a transition yeah and but you know it's just if you love the game, you gotta go through it. Everybody goes through it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you know, experience the lows on the way to the highs, right? Exactly. And yeah. you gotta try to stay as, um, as neutral as you can, yep, right? Yep, so don't yep. get too high, don't get too low. Yeah. The whole thing. Um, and I know, I know you, you do a good job with that. Everyone's has their days, but, um, yeah, okay, good question. And, and I, I, I think going to college is like that on a mini scale. So it kind of prepares 100%. you a little bit. So you kind of you go at least. I mean. You at least kind of knew the coaching staff like a little bit and then you went for summer. So you were able to like work your way into it. Yeah. So, you know, as an example, like when I went to college, um, I went to to two before I went to UConn, I went to a college in Brooklyn. Didn't know anybody. Didn't know anybody there. Never visited the school. Yeah. You know, you're just like jumping into uh, you're jumping off a cliff. Right. Yeah. And you have no idea what's going to be at the bottom. Yeah. Will there be a pool? hopefully or, yeah. <laughs> or like a trampoline or something yeah, exactly. but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you have to build a plane on the way yeah, down yeah, yeah. but um and then you know i went to yukon didn't know anybody never uh yeah never been there before and then you go and then you throw yourself into the you know college sports and the high level that it is and you're you know your your eyes wide open and there's so many amazing like so much talent around you and so so much that you you have to keep up with, right? Yeah, you got to keep up with. So you got you got to push yourself. You know, you by doing. You you just throw yourself in the fire and and you just learn along the way. Basically, yeah,
1: hundred uh, percent. I think like yeah, you said. I mean, it also comes with like you have your sport, but then also you have your school and yeah, you got to learn a, timing. Yeah. Time management yeah. is a huge one because you have practice for three hours and then you have a film for an hour. Then you have, or two hours maybe. Then you have treatment and then yeah. you have, you know, one-on-one sessions and then you have tutoring then you have your homework and then you got to study it. You got to eat like you have to do <laughs> nap. You have to do all these things. And when it all happens at one time when you walk in and you, on the college campus, you're like, okay, well you're going to be doing this and this and that. And you're like, uh so where do i even start (laughs) yeah
0: so basically yeah basically college sports is basically it's like a huge schedule and you got to go to all all the things on it but and then you know in contrast to that in the real world you'd need to do most those things anyways but there's no schedule like aside from your practice right it's like the rest of the time, over, it's like, yeah,
1: overseas. So, for example, let me uh, last. So, in Spain, yeah. um, I'll give you my daily. Yeah,
0: yeah, talk, walk us, yeah. Through, walk us through a Day. Here's
1: a day. Uh, we have two practices, so we either have practice around eleven, um, eleven thirty. We start officially, but we have to be there around eleven. I would always get there around ten thirty to do like extra work, um, before we do our warm ups. Mm-hmm. Practice started from 11.30. We usually don't finish till 1.30. And then after you want to stretch, um, do some treatment. It's already 2.30. Two, could be 2.45. And then I go home. I eat. Um, and then I'll take a nap all the way from about, like, 3 to 4.30. And then I get, I get up for practice, which is at 6.30 again um, that night. So we have double practices. And then we'll go from 6.30 to about 9 maybe. And then the yeah. time that you do stretching, all that again, treatment—you got to go home and eat, and it's already eleven thirty. And then you repeat it again. Then- <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of sleeping and yeah. a lot of downtime. Yeah. Um, I think when you're overseas, you obviously I realize that the first year you have a lot of time. Yeah, to, you, you're like you kind of get bored. Yeah, yeah. At some point, you're just yeah. like, okay, I feel like I have so much time. Like I'm wasting. What like, do I want to do? What do I want to do? Like yeah. you're like, okay, well. I am doing what I want to do. I'm right. playing basketball, but then you have like you know a couple hours, or just like, so what can I can I what can I do to yeah. you know start something up? And yeah,
0: and it, yeah, exactly. How you want to set up your life essentially? Because exactly. I mean, understanding that that's you know time for you, and that's time for your life, yeah. and what you want to do with it. And so it is it is a little bit more structured overseas because you're in this like kind of with your teammates in one location, and you're not like. At home or in, yeah. in well, your own.
1: I mean, you everybody kind of has their own apartment. Either right. you live with your teammates right. or you don't. Right. But you're really on your own. Yeah. Like the coaches are just you're professionals. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Eat yeah, what you it's, want. It's I guess. However, you what you want to eat is what you know you're yeah. filling your body with. It's what right. you want to drink is what you're, you know filling your body with again. It's just so many different things. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I mean, yeah. Like I mean, it's so you know, real life. It, it's basically that's it, right? Yeah. I mean, so you can do what you want, you can do what you were doing before, but that's up to you, right? Yeah. And so you're, this, depending on where you want to go and what you want to achieve, right? Um, your actions, if they map to that, then you'll get there eventually, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's cool. Um, next question, family influence on your success. I know your family has always been a big part of your life. You grew up around uh, sports, you know, in general. Mm-hmm. I know your dad coached football for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaime Melgoza, great guy, and he's a great coach. Um, so you grew up around just sports in generals, and you know them teaching you the work ethic and the whole thing. So how do you think they influenced your your success in yeah. terms of you know growing up and then being able to get to get to where you are? Yeah.
1: Well, first, most like shout out to my parents. Yeah. Unbelievable people. Um, They're awesome people. Yes. without <laughs> them, I would not be where I am. Like, <laughs> oh, they've done so much for me, and I cannot put in words of like how much I appreciate them. And uh, yeah, love you, mom and dad. <laughs> um, but yeah, my, I mean, my dad coached at Summer High School for thirty plus years, yep. and when I was four years old, I was his ball girl, and so I was always around that like competitive atmosphere. And just, you know, around a lot of athletes. And so I knew that I was just always a competitor, whether it was just like being on the sideline of a high school football game and trying to throw the ball farther than the guy guy or the girl next to me, just to prove that, like, oh, yeah, you want to compete with me? I'll compete right there with you. But my dad has always, you know, been the person just to always push me. And when I was younger, he he was always hard on me. And I just was like... Yeah, like, why do you have to be so hard on me sometimes? But now it makes all sense. Like, I appreciate it so much. Like, he would make sure that I would get up in the morning and get those extra shots. Like, he would make sure that I put up 300 more shots that day. Then, whether I went to practice, you still got to put 300 more shots. Make me, you know, he taught me how to, like, eat right and just, like, treat my body. And he was always willing and, like, helping me to get better and um like same with my mom. My mom was always there to support me 100%. Just always gave me that like confidence and just knew that like like you can take down anybody. And um I think kind of to go back in my life when I was a little girl, um I had dyslexia. I still have it and like ADHD and I think that was a huge role for me when I was little because it was really hard for me to learn and a lot of people in a way I think looked down on me and didn't believe I could get where I am today and like I said that's like where my chip on my shoulder comes from and ever since I was like a little girl my mom always was like you know what like not like screw other people but like do like believe in yourself like you have confidence like if you want to do something like you can do it Like, don't listen to anybody else. Absolutely. And I think, as, obviously, when I was little, it was really hard for me, and I didn't really understand it. So, and then time went on, and I got older, and I started, like, you know, it was just hard for me to learn in different atmosphere and different, you know, different things. And so, my mom always just, always, you know, just, like, you can do anything you want to do and just always believe in yourself. And, like, I appreciate that so much, so much. And... I mean, I couldn't, can't think of them enough. Like, it's crazy. I really can't. They came out to Spain, and they were there for, you know, about 10 days, and they were every, every single game with me. Um, obviously, they saw every single game, but it was just, it was so cool to see them there. And, like, when I saw them, I was, like, just tearing up because I didn't see them for a couple months, and I'm just obviously being overseas and not seeing your family. And then finally, that you look over, and you're like, oh, my God, they're there. Yeah. Like, I was just like... I chilled. I was just like, "This is this can't be real. They actually here." It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It was really cool.
0: um And yeah, so they they taught you the the formula to success in in life and at an early age, which is exactly which is, yeah. Don't give uh, up. Follow follow your passions <laughs> oh, yeah. and and yeah, don't give up yeah, regardless. Give up. Yeah, and tune out you know tune out the noise you know all the all the positive noise and all the negative noise like just don't let it affect your your focus. Exactly. You know, you're in one ear, out the other.
1: Like the big word and I think, you know, in my family is believe. Yeah. Like if you believe in yourself like you can do anything. I know like that word can be thrown around everywhere but like my dad really and like me, like everybody in my family is like believe, like believe that you can do it like, and then do it. Yeah, then do it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> basically. And basically. Also like my sister Candace and my brother Zach, buddy, so we call them. Like, they've always been there for me supporting me every single way yeah. uh, buddy got t- got the chance to come out and see me too that was really cool um, that was a really special moment as well and um, yeah both of them just been there for me since you know day one and um, I just talked to them every single day overseas and I think like having to be able to them literally communicate and like be able to have you know faceTime is yeah. just like such a huge thing for me oh, yeah. and yeah they've always been there for me and yeah, they always just give me that like get like my parents, like just don't give up. Like yeah, just keep yeah. believing in yourself and um yeah.
0: Totally. Yeah, no, so I mean they they're awesome people. If you know Jaime and Robin, obviously you know what I'm talking about. Um and uh Candace and Zach. I mean you guys you're surrounded by a great mm-hmm. core group, right? So um I mean it's really propelled you to where you are mm-hmm. today. So it's it's awesome to look back and see that too. Um, cool. All right. So last question I ask everybody this. Uh, our last question before Q and A: What does being a good teammate mean to you? That has a lot of meanings to a lot of different people. So,
1: hmm, okay, it's that's, up a, to that's you. a great question. I know
0: you know teammates podcast. I, I being to ask. a
1: good teammate, I think everybody. I think it's for me, is like asking people off the court if they're okay. I think that's a huge thing. I think always, you know, you have your teammates and it's always something like on the court. Like, let's always talk about basketball. Let's talk about, you know, I don't know, the referee or how the practice was, (laughs) how the game, how the coaches are, all this stuff. But I think being a good teammate is always asking outside of basketball is like, are you okay? Like, how are you doing? Like, you know, ask about the personal life. I think that's a huge thing.
0: Yeah. Caring about them as a human. Exactly.
1: Instead of being a basketball player. I think that's a huge thing and um yeah, yeah. simple yeah. as that yeah. i think That's i great. i learned that as overseas especially is you see my practice and i always have a smile yeah but you know some people have hard days and just having that like that conversation outside of practice and just saying how are you like you want to get some coffee you want to go get like some lunch and just having a normal conversation without basketball And I mean, yeah, it's your teammate, but then also it could be, you know, your friend too as well.
0: Yeah. And you never, you never know what's going on on any given day in anybody's life, right? I mean, it's really, it's really tough. Even your close friends, you don't know everything that's going on, right? So, um,
1: yeah, like today I saw an Instagram post and it was, um, actually before I came here and it was like, Stop scrolling and like looking at your friends and like just ask if they're okay. Like just check on them and see say hi. Good. See yeah. how they're doing. I think that's a really important. And I think like you learn like you I don't know, social media is is also just like a huge thing, obviously, yeah. too. Yeah. But I mean you can show one picture but you you know. And I think just if I could say just one thing, check on your friends. See how they're doing. Yeah. I think that's really important in life. Yeah. Um people who you haven't talked to say hi. They probably want to reach out to you, but, you know, sometimes people don't. or I don't know if they're afraid or they're shy or whether or not. But, yeah, go talk to them. Say hi. Um, Yeah, talk to people. You never know if you're, you know, um, someone was telling a story about someone. It was on Instagram, and they were saying how they sat next to somebody, and they were just uh, say, hey, how are you doing? And. Little do they know that person was like a CEO of something like something huge and it just you meet so many different people around this yeah.
0: world. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely about the people you meet along the way. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And and that'll that's how your your life kind of forms. Yeah. Right. And the the important meetings and the important people that you meet, you know, will ride with you along the exactly, way to yeah. on some other way. I I heard an analogy recently that was really good. You know, it's like it's like an elevator. Some people will you'll You'll meet them or like early on on the mm-hmm. early floors, but then, you know, they'll get off because when their life takes a different path or they're going to high school, mm-hmm. they're going to college, whatever it is. But then, I mean, you never know down the road, like you get to floor, you know, 27. Yeah. You're when you're 27 and then you rekindle with this person, like you talk to this person again and yeah. then, you know, something amazing happens. So exactly. So you never know. Yeah. You always can be nice to everybody and um, be kind and understanding and care for people, have empathy for people. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean that that that's I mean I I completely agree. So yeah. I mean that's a great answer. Um great. So, last segment, Q&A. So, we'll we'll go down the list. Kay. Okay. Favorite sport and why? Non-basketball.
1: Non-basketball. Uh football. Okay, there you
0: yeah. go. Yeah. And I apparently you were pretty good uh Some
1: flag football. Yeah. flag
0: football players. <laughs> we'll toss a Heck photo. Yeah. I know. She was crushing the boys. Back in the day. Yeah, Via
1: Valley Elementary School. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay, favorite player growing up that made you want to play basketball? Could be anybody.
1: Uh, Keanu Albonez, uh, local star, okay. Santa Barbara. Um, she was my role model. Um, and then, you know, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Hands down, yeah. favorite person. Yeah. yeah.
0: Love, love them too. Yes. Um, I know I remember when we were, when you were playing USC that weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was the day yeah. Kobe passed away. Uh, that was nuts. Yeah, that was so rough. we were all driving down to L.A. to go see Amber <laughs> play at USC, which was on the day Kobe passed. Mm-hmm. And we drove past like the helicopters and such going on in Calabasas. And we had no idea what was going on. Um, and then we were like waiting in the restaurant with all the families and someone said it. And yeah, I that, was in the
1: middle of my warm up. I think uh, we were going to tip off. And it was we had, a you know, a good like 20 minutes <laughs> of things. But. I was like, all right, let's go. We're playing yeah. USC. Yeah. Like I'm playing in LA in front of all my fan like yeah. you know, friends and everything and family. And someone like came by and was like, uh, Kobe died. Like, Kobe died. I'm like, what?
0: Uh, no, you don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what? And
1: I was like, what do you like, what? And I was doing layups and it was just like, I don't know, someone kept saying it. I'm like, what? And then it just like got Quiet in this gym, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, like, somber, was,
0: and then and then there was a oh, you know moment of silence, and yeah. but I mean, yeah, I mean it was oh, it was nuts. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a
1: prayers prayers. Yeah, stuff, like absolutely.
0: I mean. But I mean, he he was a transcendent player in the game, and and yeah. I mean, really just embodied a lot of that hard work and perseverance and 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 such, you know, at the highest level. Yeah, um, the mama mentality. The um, mentality. I love yeah. I loved Kobe growing up too. So I mean, yeah, I mean that's uh, he was a, he was a great Mamba. Okay. Favorite place or arena have you played in? It could be in college, could be in the pros.
1: Hmm, I think my favorite place, Oregon's a pretty, pretty Oregon. cool. Yeah, at so it's yeah, University of Oregon, Oregon. Yeah, yeah. University of yeah. Oregon's yeah. pretty gam- good atmosphere. Okay. Um,
0: that's with uh, yeah. you were playing. You were playing against Sabrina, yeah, Sabrina right? Sabrina yeah. Naskiew.
1: Mm-hmm. I do not think what else. UCLA is really cool. UCLA. Yeah. 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 There's, a, I mean, all Pac-12 schools yeah. are amazing. But yeah, Oregon, UCLA, yeah. Oregon UCLA is a very nice yeah. gym. Very nice gym.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's they some, some, some great fans mm-hmm. for sure. Um, okay. Next. Favorite TV show or movie that you've watched recently?
1: Ooh. Oh, I watched Girl's Trip last night. That is hilarious. Hell- Girl's what Trip. What is that? Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like a, yeah, is a... It's a TV show? No, it's, it's a, a movie. movie. Girl's Trip, yes. It's, is it new? No, it's been out for, probably for a couple years. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really funny. Girls yeah, I watched trip. it actually last night. TV shows? I don't know. I'm, I think when I'm home, I really don't watch TV shows. Yeah. It's kind of more like when I'm away, when I have like the downtime. Yeah. Did um, did you watch the new Stranger Things? No, I'm not really into uh, that. I love okay. Yellowstone.
0: Oh Yellowstone. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. I forget who else said that, but Yellowstone. Yeah. One of my buddies was watching. Yeah, Yellowstone's Yellowstone really too. Yeah. good. Um, okay. Cool. No, that, that that's a good answer. I, I mean, I have not personally watched Girls Strip. Did you see? Uh, did you see Top Gun? Yes. Oh my! Unbelievable! Yes. Really good. Boy. So good. Yeah. Oh, I Seems was
1: like every guy has a mustache now. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick, where's yours? I can't grow a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work
0: for me. It doesn't work for me. <laughs> I got I got to shave because it's just it, I cannot grow mustache. <laughs> um okay, so last question, what's next for Amber? So Amber just recently started a clothing line, right? Yep. So it's called AM Apparel. Camera? So yeah, check it? out that yeah. Yeah, show your hat and then uh, we got we got this hat right here too. I'm wearing the uh wearing the shirt. Yep. AM uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, the clothing line and why you know what spurred you to uh, to start it.
1: Yeah, so this is my new clothing line, um, the AM Apparel, and this started in Italy actually uh, a couple of years ago now. Um, like I said, a lot of downtime, and I just kind of started brainstorming. I was just like, what is another way where I can show something that I like love to do um, playing the sport of basketball but then also being able to have a little bit it's almost like a little bit of home and being overseas so just a little bit of everything and I just started brainstorming different things of what I can do um, I was talking about one of my friends Jason Williams that helped me out a lot with all of this and he just kept like saying Amber let's do something with it like let's think of a logo let's just you know go forward with it and I just kind of was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then finally, kind of this summer, I started really just like pushing for it. And I was like, you know what? This is my logo. I want it to be like AM, um, Amber mm-hmm. Malcosa. Yeah. And, and yeah, I just want it to kind of be simple right now. But yeah, I just wanted to be able to show just, I don't know, kind of like represent me in yeah. a way. Um, and this is kind of, as you can see, like they have a... The white, uh, we also have black, and then there's like a darker gray, and we have this trucker hat, and we have a, that hat, the dad hats, so we have a lot of different things, um, and we have a lot more coming out, which is uh, really cool. We have crew necks out right now, um, eventually we'll have, you know, woman tees, tank tops, sweatshirts, um, sweatshorts, so we're coming out with awesome. more different things, more different designs, but it's just like another passion and just a different, an outlet that can be creative yeah
0: yeah and and building something that represents you and you yeah. know you'll build it out and establish yeah. yourself with it and yeah it's awesome so everybody listening or watching uh we'll put the link in the bio yes. or, or wherever you're watching Follow in the, the description
1: and for apparel we'll, we'll put it yeah. yeah
0: we'll put it on the screen we'll put it in the in the description so you can all click and check it out um, yeah, it's exciting. It's always exciting to launch a launch a new yeah. a new a new venture. It's and
1: fun. It's a lot of work though. Kind okay, of. <laughs> I was kind of like, all right, okay. There's a lot, There's a lot of a lot different of pieces. Learning. Yeah. 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 It's really cool. Um, just to kind of see how everything goes down. Like before I launched it, I was going down L- downtown L.A. to get like t-shirts and kind of just seeing like yeah. the whole downtown L.A. scene and the whole like the factories and stuff was really really cool. And it's kind of learning about that uh yeah just learning the social media platforms and all of that there's so many different things to go with it but it's fun it's you know it's a different outlet instead of you know playing you know doing the sport i love obviously but then focusing on something else as well
0: yeah because i mean i mean we yeah we i mean just taking that same mindset and be able to translate it to something Mm -hmm. something else that you know in life that you're doing since you you do have you know your life that you do have to live outside basketball Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) a little bit sometimes um yeah so that's exciting so um if you if you're watching and listening, go check it out. Um, that's awesome. I will definitely be wearing this. I personally love that hats and trucker hats. Yes. So they're yeah, <laughs> very stylish. Um, all right. Well, uh, anything else? Anything else that you want to plug? Your Instagram is Yes,
1: yeah, @amrmogaza4. Right. Call me on Instagram. Yeah,
0: Instagram. That's and that's that's kind of your main plug. Uh, yeah. Right? I was
1: trying to think what else. Oh, I guess I guess I could say this too. I got um athletic roundtable hall of fame
0: oh you did yeah no way that's awesome congrats
1: thank you so i think i'm of 2022 of hall of fame
0: when when did they announce it
1: uh yes i I haven't really it's out i can tell people um but they have this ceremony october but i won't be here oh i see so So, october 16th i think
0: or maybe your family will go for you yeah Yeah, or i I
1: might record myself doing record your yeah. yeah
0: Okay, that's awesome. So yeah, that was
1: really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of a really cool achievement, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Something cool, yeah. Definitely, yeah. table
0: hall of fame. So for those listening, not in Santa Barbara, uh, Santa Barbara Athletic Roundtable is like the local um, kind of sports stars. They they give out like athletes of the week and athletes of the year, different things like that, different awards. So um, she's getting inducted to their hall of fame, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean clearly a legendary local athlete um awesome well and now you're gonna go to france yep and that's gonna be exciting yeah i'm really excited and we'll um yeah we'll we'll follow along the journey and we'll hopefully we can uh, check in with you at some point down the road yeah definitely and um yeah awesome
1: thank you nick for having me on here i really appreciate this. yeah
0: thanks for thanks for coming on this was fun thank you everybody for listening we will see you next time Thank you guys so much for listening to episode six of the teammates podcast brought to you by link media. Amber is an awesome person. Hopefully you guys all got something from that. So many unique perspectives of going to play overseas and how it works and all the, all the, the adversity that you have to fight through and the time alone and the getting put in a new country, um, work ethic and why it's so important growing up in being passionate about something and giving it your all and sacrifice and just so many different things and um, she's been an amazing friend of mine for many many years since you know the high school days and i'm glad we're able to hear from her and her perspective Um, it was great to hear from a woman's basketball player and hopefully we can have many more women on who i haven't been teammates of um, but that we can get their perspectives and and thoughts and everything because you know, I think it's, you know, just as important, um, as teammates that I've personally had. So I appreciate you guys for listening to the end of the episode. Thank you guys for the episode guest announcement. Make sure to tune into our Instagram and follow it's at teammates podcast. Also find us on TikTok, uh, teammates.podcast. So thank you guys for listening. We will see you in the next episode.